Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, November 15, 2016 meeting of the Finance Committee of the San Francisco County Transportation Authority. Um, our clerk is Mr. Steve Stamos. Mr. Stamos, can you please give us the roll call? All right, item one, roll call, Commissioner Campos. Campos present, Commissioner Cohen. Cohen present, Commissioner Kim. Kim present, Commissioner Marr. Here. Marr present, Commissioner Yee. Yee is absent, we have quorum. Thank you, and I'd like to especially give props to our SFGTV staff, Leo Dasis and Mark Bunch for televising us today. Uh, Mr. Samos, please call the consent calendar. All right, uh, items two to three compri comprise the consent calendar. These items are considered routine. Staff is not planning to present on these items, but are prepared to present if desired. If the member objects, any of the consent items may be removed and considered separately. So I see no colleagues um, motioning to sever any items. Let's open the, this up for public comment. Is there anyone that would like to speak on the consent calendar? So seeing no public comment on consent calendar, we'll close public comment. Colleagues, is there a motion on the consent calendar? And then do we need a roll call? Yes, please. Uh, on the consent, Commissioner Campos. Campos, aye. Commissioner Cohen. Aye. Cohen, aye. Commissioner Kim. Kim, aye. Commissioner Marr. Aye. Marr, aye. He is absent. The consent calendar is approved. Thank you. And um, now on to item number four. Item four, recommend acceptance of the audit report for the fiscal year ended June 30th, 2016. This is an action item. And we have our deputy for finance and administration, Cynthia Fong. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, again, Cynthia Fong, Deputy Director for Finance and Administration. I'm excited to bring this item before you today. Today we are looking at the Transportation Authority's annual financial statement audit, which includes a federal compliance audit called a single audit, which had a heavy emphasis on the Yerba Buena Island improvement, ramps improvement, the project that just recently opened last month. Today we have the partner in charge from Bavernick, Trin, and Day here to present the results of the audit. Good morning. Uh, my name is Ahmad Garaybe. I am the partner in charge of the audit for uh, the authority. This is the annual financial report for the authority, SFCTA. Uh, the scope of the audit is to ensure that the financial statements are fairly stated. Um, under the scope of the audit, we're required to issue an opinion on whether the financial statements are fairly stated. Essentially, what you have is the financial results of SFCTA for the fiscal year ending June 30, 2016. Um, we basically audit these numbers, we confirm the balances, we confirm the sales tax that you received, we um, uh, perform all kinds of procedures including confirming cash. Um, so uh, the, opinion, the opinion on the financial statements is a clean opinion, meaning that the financial statements are, are fairly stated. As part of the audit also, uh, we issue opinions on the authority's compliance with the federal requirements, the authority receives federal grants. We also take a look at the um, expenses related to federal compliance, much of it is uh, construction related. So that was one of the items that we look at. We take a look at the manner that you process disbursements, the manner that the authority processes um, its uh, contracting and procurement procedures. So this is part of the internal control that we take a look at. And I'm pleased to let you know that we noted no deficiencies or exceptions with respect to the internal control or with respect to the federal compliance. And with that, I'll be more than happy to take any questions. Colleagues, are there any questions? I, I guess I will ask one that um, 
uh, Deputy Director Fong brought up to my staff when we were prepping. Um, on page 13 of attachment or attachment two, there's the chart of the revenue. And I know we had projected a, for our proposed budget 27 million in sales tax revenue, which was about, and the, um, the actual numbers are about $5 million less than the projected. And I'm just wondering if you could talk about how we do our projections and if we're gonna change anything in our future projections on sales tax revenue. Um, as of June 30th, 2016, we had projected a 4% increase in sales tax revenue. What actually came in was uh, an increase of approximately 1.9%. Uh, what we use to, in terms of estimating our sales tax revenues, we work with an economist, Beacon Economics, um, almost on an annual basis to look at projections um, uh, going forward. In addition, we're also working with the controller's office very closely in ensuring that our estimates are accurate. Right now, at this point, as of the most recent um, quarterly internal accounting report, we are still continuing to see that uh, sales tax revenues aren't coming at a 4% projection. We're going to monitor this heavily, closely. We're going to wait till the holiday season um, crosses to see how sales tax revenues um, land. And then from that point, on an annual basis, we come back in about February or March to bring before this committee the budget amendment. At that time, we can discuss more about where sales tax revenues are and suggest whether or not we should keep the number at where it should be or perhaps decrease it, but also give you an outlook of where sales tax revenue is going um, going forward. Thank you. I, I just wanted to congratulate you on another excellent audit, and thank you for all the great work on that, too. You know, I'd also like to extend that thank you to my staff. I mean, without my staff, the finance staff, I had Cal, uh, Calman and Lily here with the authority for more than five years, really helping to move this forward, plus their great staff, Henry, uh, Krista, and Lena. Without them, we wouldn't have a successful and clean audit. And again, thank you to Vavrinik, Trin, and Dave. Well, it's been great working with them for the last two years. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. So I see no other questions. Let's open this up for public comment. Is there anyone from the public that would like to speak? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Um, this is an action item where we need a motion to recommend acceptance of the audit report. Uh, we could do same house, same call, if you like. So colleagues, can we approve this with a positive recommendation, same house, same call? Thank you. Without objection. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Stamos, um, the item that some of us have been waiting for on the hairball, I think. Um, please call item number five. All right, item five, uh, Bayshore Boulevard, Cesar Chavez Street, and Petrero Avenue Intersection Improvement Study Update. This is an information item. And Ms. LaFort. Um, good afternoon, commissioners, or good morning, commissioners. Anna LaFort, Deputy Director for Policy and Programming. I'd like to introduce Thalia Lang, who will be um, giving a presentation. This is the District 10 Neighborhood Transportation Improvement Program, um, one of the capital projects that, has, um, that Supervisor Cohen has supported the advancement of. And so this is a report out um, as the project is entering its um, draft final report stages and a report to the committee on the findings and recommendations. Hi, again, I'm Talia. Um, I am a planner at Livable Streets and Sustainable Streets at MTA. Um, and I'm here today to talk about our work so far um, on this project, um, Bayshore Boulevard, Cesar Chavez Street, Potero Avenue, better known as the Hairball, um, to let you know what we've done today and uh, our next steps. 
So um, just to give you some background before I, I run through the presentation, um, in 2012, uh, the Department of Planning um, produced the Cedar Chavez East Community Design Plan, which included safety recommendations for um, the hairball and actually created a segment map which separated the hairball into different areas so that they could um, suggest recommendations for improvement by segment. Um, last year, uh, MTA and Public Works were um, uh, received NTIP funding through District 10 and the SFCTA um, to further study some of the key segments and produce uh, a series of preliminary designs and do some land surveys and also produce a uh, overall planning level lighting plan and cost estimate for the entire hairball area. So as you can see in this um, bird's eye view aerial, and I just want to mention really quick that um, I uh, handed out some handouts of this presentation because I, I changed the order of the slides slightly from the previous packet just to make a little more sense and be a little more cohesive. So what you, the new printouts you have in front of you reflect what I'm gonna show you today. Um, so this is a bird's eye view of the area. It's where um, Chero Avenue, Cesar Chavez, and Bayshore um, come together with the Highway 101 interchange. It's a complex arrangement of bridges and ramps, and it really has a high potential to provide um, connectivity between the three different modes, uh, especially between biking and, and, and pedestrians. However, there are a lot of conflict points, which is really what our improvements aim at um, assisting with. So this is that segment map I was referring to earlier that was produced by the um, SF planning effort in the Cesar Chavez East Community Design Plan. Um, and the segments that we uh, studied in this effort uh, were F and G on the western entrance and M, N, and O on the southeastern uh, entrance. Um, so this was a coordinated effort between Public Works and MTA. Um, Public Works did land surveys for all of these segments and really took the design lead on segments F and G. MTA took the design leads on segments M, N, and O. So I'm gonna walk you through F and G. Um, I know you're probably familiar with it, but it's just good to get uh, uh, pictures of what some of the issues are. There's a plan view on the left-hand side that shows um, segments F and G as where Cesar Chavez kind of meets the 101 on-ramp and the pictures um, on the right-hand side um, basically move east as you move towards a highway overpass. Um, that first picture on the top right uh, is where the bike pass comes off of Cesar Chavez and onto um, the sidewalk and the uh, bike ped path that starts to move um, towards underneath the highway. That second picture is a little further down the path, and that third picture is um, at the point where that path moves underneath the overpass, and you see that clearance issue. So, key issues and constraints for segments F and G. Um, the western entrance driveway is really narrow and is in bad condition. Um, the clearance is not sufficient at the overpass. The lighting is not sufficient and needs repair, and there are drainage issues with the uh, entire set of segments. This is a plan view of um, those existing conditions. Again, you see Cesar Chavez uh, um, as it runs eastbound, and you see the bike ped path as it um, comes off of Cesar Chavez and moves towards underneath the highway overpass. This is our proposed project for segments F and G. Um, I'll point out some of the improvements. Um, 
I don't know, you probably have it on your screens, but um, A is pointing towards the widened entry, so we would widen the driveway and resurface that uh, entryway to make it easier for cyclists to turn onto the path. Um, item B is, def is showing that the path is regraded and widened from six to 10 feet. Um, there's a new green buffer, item C, um, that is placed between the pathway and the roadway. Um, there'll be new retaining walls, item D, uh, and item E, regraded abutment and path, and that all helps um, to start the slope earlier and uh, help fix some of the drainage issues and the clearance issues. Good question. Sure. Uh, Mr. Chair, may I? Yes. Thank you. Um, the retaining walls, these, these walls do not currently exist, You're, are you, or, or are you reinforcing existing wall structures? We're, we would be replacing and reinforcing existing wall structures. Replacing there are some that and exist. Then, say it again, replacing and what? We'd be doing a combination of both, likely, replacing and reinforcing some okay. of the existing walls. Thank there you. are existing retaining walls there. Thank you. But when you have to redo the, the um, grading, to assist with the clearance um, to start the slope down earlier, you have to redo some of the retaining walls. This is segments MN and O. Again, you see a plan view on the left. Um, it's Bayshore northbound uh, as it hits Gerald and Marin and then starts to uh, move into the um, underneath the Highway 101 overpass. Um, that picture on the top right is uh, looking north, um, right at Marin and Bayshore, and at that sidewalk entry to the hairball. And the second picture um, is actually looking south at the intersection of Marin and Bayshore um, at the current conditions, which include uh, a sidewalk that is currently used um, for pedestrians and also for southbound bicyclists. Um, and then you see the northbound um, bike lane on the roadway adjacent to the sidewalk. You can also see it has a lot of um, obstructions with light poles um, and street lamps. I'm sorry, street lamps and uh, utility poles. And that last picture is uh, looking south from um, Gerald and Bayshore at that intersection and the Median Island and the crossing there. So some of our uh, issues and constraints with segments MN and O um, is that shared use of the sidewalk on Bayshore between Gerald and Marin. It's a very narrow sidewalk um, for pedestrians and southbound bicyclists to share, and there's a lot of obstructions. Um, there's a lot of users in this area with shopping carts and large items. Um, there's no wayfinding. The ramps at the north corner of Bayshore Marin are poorly placed, um, and there's really poor visibility at both intersections. There's a lot of truck traffic and um, nearby recycling centers and industrial uses, and the lighting needs repair. Question about the lighting. Sure. Do you know if that's a, um, a PUC asset or a PG&E asset? A PUC. So um, I will say that as part of this effort, um, as we moved into detailed design and construction, we would try to uh, replace um, and upgrade lighting in these segments as we look at them. But uh, overall, in general, we, it, that requires coordination with both Public Works and PUC. So this is a plan view of um, the existing conditions on segments M, N, and O. Uh, again, you see um, Bayshore Boulevard running north as it intersects with Gerald and Marin. Um, on Gerald, there is a, uh, a free right turn lane, basically not signalized, and then there uh, is one signalized right turn lane and then traffic going the other way. 
So proposed near-term improvements um, Um, so we would be leaving the south ba southbound Bayshore uh, sidewalk um, as is, and have it be continued to use by uh, continue to be used by southbound bicyclists and um, pedestrians. Uh, but then we would be widening the uh, northbound bike lane to allow for more flexible use. Um, let me just back up for a second. So. Um, we're actually proposing improvements in two phases for segments MNNO. Um, one would be a series of near-term improvements that are paint-only upgrades that we think that we can implement relatively soon. And the second set of improvements that we're proposing are longer-term improvements that require hardscape changes, and those would take a little longer to uh, implement and have more substantial changes. So um, this plan view that you see right here are the near-term improvements. Um, so they really are just paint only, so, which is why we're not widening that um, sidewalk and we're letting it continue to be used uh, for southbound bicyclists and pedestrians. But we are trying to do some paint improvements to the northbound bike lane so that we can really um, capture what's needed there, which is really uh, a shared flexible space for users. Um, other improvements include uh, new bike lanes on Gerald, um, continental crosswalks on uh, Gerald and Marin at Bayshore, and also at Barnveld further south, not shown on this map. Um, intersection improvements such as um, paint improvements such as tracking marks and greenback sharrows to help guide cyclists. Um, and yeah, that's it. So I will move to the longer uh, term proposed project, which um, as I mentioned before, requires more substantial changes. Um, here we really are looking at widening the sidewalk to create a shared two-way bike uh, path sidewalk on northbound Bayshore. Um, we're looking at redesigning that median into a bulb out at Gerald and Bayshore. Um, and it will include a diverter for cyclists and will signalize that right turn, which is a big improvement for pedestrians um, trying to make that crossing. Um, we will relocate utility poles and street lamps um, to the outer edges, making more room for everybody using that space. Uh, and we'll install um, intersection markings and greenback sharrows as needed to help guide cyclists and pedestrians. So in addition to this, as not as part of the NTIP effort, but in some separate projects, we're also doing some spot improvements in the area, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about those. Um, one of our spot improvements includes um, some changes that already went in on the western driveway entrance. We regraded it. There used to be a one-inch lip that was um, problematic. Uh, a lot of cyclists used to catch her tire on that lip. Uh, we have resurfaced it so that it's a new driveway. It's not widened at this point, but it is resurfaced. And we're going to be adding some striping changes and safe fit posts to better delineate that entrance. Um, that will happen towards the end of the year. Um, and then the other set of spot improvements that we have been working on are wayfinding signs for the area. Um, I'm happy to say that we've already uh, generated these signs and uh, are working on the installment, likely be installed towards the end of the year, beginning of next year. So where do we go from here? Um, in the report and in front of you, you see our project costs for the two sets of segments. Um, Segments F and G, uh, including design and construction, uh, have been estimated at $454,019. Um, segments M and, M, N, and O have been estimated at $694,192. Sorry. Um, 
And those project costs include design and construction, and for MNO include both near-term and uh, long-term proposed changes. Um, we do have some funding identified in MTA's uh, CIP um, that are earmarked towards segments MN and O. Question. Nine. How sure. did you determine that that particular allocation for funding would go to segment uh, MN and O as opposed to F and G? Right. So that was in MTA's capital plan, and because the amount um, really is very close to the amount that's needed for segments MN and O, and we're sort of ready to start moving on those segments. Um, we've already started the process of moving forward with those segments and are going to be looking for uh, funding for segments F and so G. So my question is, is how do I understand that it's probably easier to go with M and O uh, because the funding matches the amount of money that's available yeah. from MTA's budget. Um, but how do we, I'm, I'm, I'm unable to determine which is a high priority. Yeah, uh, so which, I mean, uh, which out of the two, you know, segments is a higher priority than the other? Right. So they have relatively equal priorities. Okay. Uh, MN and O, I will say that that funding is coming out of MTA's CIP budget, and that's road work. So it makes um, sort of sense for us to be able to use that funding for um, improvements that we are able to uh, manage. Um, segments F and G um, are are strictly for the bike and pedestrian path and less on the roadway. And so we're working with DPW um, to really look for funding for those segments. So at this point, segments MNNO are um, an MTA-led project, so yeah. we're using MTA funds towards... Supervisor Campos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Commissioner uh, Cohen, for asking that question. So what does that mean? Uh, what is the completion date for both segments? Um, so I will switch my next side. Okay. Which is, so for segments M and O, because we have the funding in place already, um, for most, uh, most of the funding for segments M and O, we have started that process. We are going to be finishing up preliminary engineering um, by spring of 2017 and hope to have the near-term improvements, those paint-only improvements in place by summer of next year. And then um, detailed design will be happening at the same time, and we hope to go into construction on segments MNNO uh, in 2018. F and G, we would, uh, are, would like to put together a schedule and move forward with that. It's based on some of our funding um, needs and requests. I, mean, I, I think it's good that you're moving forward with segment, segments MNO, um, but I, I don't think that's really acceptable on the first, the other segment. Uh, I mean, I represent that district, and I think they're both. I mean, if they're both important, why aren't they both moving at the same time? It's a matter of funding, and we can't. Um, I can I can go back to MTA well, with that request, but uh, is, but, is there funding that the TA is giving to this project? Because I think we should withhold the funding from the MTA. I mean, it's just not acceptable. You have to make it happen at the same time. It's just, and I don't know if, if, if uh, Mr. Risk, because I think this is important for Supervisor Cohen, and, mm -hmm. and you know that segment should go forward as quickly as possible. But it's important for us too. So maybe Mr. Can we call Mr. Riskin right now and see if he can respond to that? And, and the CTA, I, I think we need to make sure that both of these segments move forward at the same time. 
So I, I actually agree, which is why my question, I don't know how, that's, it's like um, having two kids, right? <laughs> and having to make a selection as to which one will get what, um, and how do you prioritize it? It's a very uncomfortable situation. So I, I did want a little bit better understanding as to how that was determined. Um, but just by way of background, this um, item five is, is an update on just the hairball project in its entirety. Um, and about a year ago, I directed um, approximately $100,000 of the available 600000 in-tip money, um, in-tip funds to go to the capital improvements towards the hairball. So this presentation has actually been really refreshing because I was curious to know where and how things were going. Um, and I, I can definitely empathize with Supervisor Compos's concern because, I mean, the hairball has actually been a, a problem for a very long time. Yeah, a very, yeah, we certainly uh, agree. Yeah. A very long time. And one of the things that your presentation didn't touch on, um, but I'm going to make some assumptions here, and, and that is with the improvements, it will help um, relax the homeless crisis that you see that exists in the hairball, which is also an incredibly dangerous uh, element that the presentation didn't necessarily reflect. People, as you probably are aware, were, now it's cleaned up now, but at, there was a period of time, Supervisor Compos can certainly attest to this, that there were people living underneath the freeway, right where, was it Cesar Chavez, Mm -hmm. Kind of where everything merges. I know it's Cesar Chavez for sure, Bayshore, um, heading towards going into the into the mission. And um, there was what raised my attention over a year ago was that, that there was a homicide, um, and a body was found right underneath that freeway overpass. And I also get letters from constituents from Potrero Hill um, that are traveling into the Bayview or going into the Dog Patch neighborhood and um, the Bayview folks coming into the Northeast right. Mission um, that ride the bike trail. Also, bike to work day. I've, riven, I've driven that route at least three times and it is truly, I mean, there's a reason why they call it the hairball, right? I mean, right. it is, it's scary. It's very, very dangerous. Um, you've got a lot of activity. You've got trucks, you've got cars, you've got pedestrians, you have, um, um, it's close to a park the skate park, and then you also have cyclists all traveling um, um, along this particular thoroughfare. Just a lot of work needs to be done. So I want to compliment the work that you have done and acknowledge that you've, we've come a long way. But I want to also recognize that we have a long way to go. Yes, we certainly agree. And I was curious, uh, I saw there were other segments that we only talked, we did not talk about. We talked about um, M, N, and O, and I think we talked about A and G, right? F and G. F yeah. and G. But as you saw in the earlier um, um, slide, uh, that there's um, A, C, and E. Um, there's A, A, and D. <laughs> I mean, there's just, there's several different types of, there's several different nodes um, that all that encompasses the hairball. So right. from, the, from the big picture, what's the timeline? Or if there, with the project, projected schedule to begin to dissect the hairball in its entirety. Right. So I, at this point, our focus was to, we were tasked uh, through the funding last year to kind of look at these certain areas. Um, and I, the idea behind that being that 
you know, um, start some improvements as a catalyst for change. This but is yes, great. there's definitely so my, the need. I understand you got to start somewhere. Believe yeah. me, and I and I love the areas that you've started. That's yeah. that's that's. Um, and th those areas, those prioritized areas, actually came out of that planning process mm -hmm. from 2012. That's okay. why we started with those areas. Okay. So you, because um, you had already started doing some due diligence around it. So you're just building off of yes, previous studies. Exactly. Those they were prioritized through that planning process, and then we took those top segments, and actually they were just four to begin with, and we extended. MNN to be O because, of course, O is right there and makes sense to include, and it does not. And also, some some improvements also extend along Gerald, which is also out of the scope, mm -hmm. but is very important to you know in terms of bringing people in safely, but um, and letting people come out safely. But um, yeah, so that the priority, the reason that those segments were um, looked at was because of the previous planning process. And then moving forward, um, there is absolutely the recognition that the hairball in its entirety needs to look at. We do also recognize that's a much larger planning process. Um, right now, our strategy is to move forward with these key segments and then in the coming years, try to seek additional funding for a larger planning process where we will need to go back out to the community um, probably reprioritize the remaining segments, figure out what we need to do next, and what overall improvements we can start to um, Got it. address. All right, thank you. That is in our in our mindset. We're uh, trying to uh, Director Campos. Sure, I, I'm, I think it's good that it's moving forward with uh, MNO, and I think that should move forward as quickly as possible. But everything else you said is unacceptable. It's not going to fly. So I'm happy to call for a hearing at the Board of Supervisors. Uh, I think it's great that you're moving forward with the other phase. Uh, uh, but you need to, uh, it's not enough for you to come here and say, you know, it's a priority in the next few years. We're going to make it happen. Uh, I need to get a specific plan for how you're going to fund it and start uh, as close to what you're doing with the other faces as possible. So, Sure. So, just 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 wait. I'm back up. She she didn't necessarily um, initiate the process. I, I I directed. I asked for this particular study. So perhaps what I could do is work with Supervisor Elect Ronan. It'd be a great project for us to work on. But um, to really begin to uh, direct if there's new in-tip monies. I don't really know how that works. Maybe someone on the finance I team could tell me about how that works. But. I don't think that it should wait till then. I think that we need to, I mean, I'm sure that Supervisor Ronan-Elect is, Supervisor-Elect Ronan is happy to work with you and she will work with you, but I, I want to see something specific about this uh, before. You mean like next month? Yeah. And I'm happy to, to call a hearing. I, I'll, happy, I'll introduce a hearing request today at the Board of Supervisors, but I, I this has been an issue for a long time and I don't think that I would be doing my job as the supervisor for District 9 if this project moves forward, but only one part of it is funded. Uh, I, I think we need to make sure that there is funding for all of it. It's an issue of equity. Okay, um, so I am happy to bring this back. Right now, we just kind of wrapped up this phase of it, and so we haven't truly moved on uh, with the next phases. So I am happy to go back to my supervisors and um, maybe come back at the next appropriate meeting and have someone present or myself present on um, a path forward 
closing some of the loops with um, well, the funding gaps. We'll introduce a hearing request today at the Board of Supervisors and we can have a hearing early December. Thank you for your presentation, Mr. Chair. Thank you, uh, Director Cohen. Thanks. Let's open this up for public comment. Thank you, um, Talia, for the great presentation. Is there anyone from the public that would like to speak? Um, Ms. Crabb? Oh. oh, no, I'm for the next item. Okay. Yeah, I was hoping that you might be able to uh, bring auditing up to an adequate level. Um, Sir, could you um, state your name? Oh, Kenneth. Yeah, I was hoping that you might be able to bring auditing up to an adequate level. I'm under the impression that uh, auditing has actually declined by nearly a full one-third in recent years. This might help to explain the recent date. Sir, are you talking about item five? Uh, just auditing, we were talking about auditing in general. So, so we've already um, adopted the audit I that came a few minutes ago. Yeah. All right, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so seeing no other public comment, let's close the public comment. Um, and I'm wondering, colleagues, how you want to move this item forward? It's an information item? It's an information okay. item. Okay. Yeah, just file. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, Mr. Stamos, next item. All right, item six, state and federal legislative update. This is an information item. Thank you, Ms. Crabb. Hi, Amber Crabb with the Transportation Authority. Uh, so we don't have a matrix this month because a uh, uh, state session wrapped up, but boy, we have a lot of things to talk about after the election. Uh, so <laughs> first, at the federal level, um, right now, it's somewhat of a vacuum of information. There's uh, vague discussion of an infrastructure package and investments so will, of course, be working with uh, our state delegation and MTC uh, and other stakeholders on trying to advance uh, San Francisco's mm -hmm. priorities at the federal level once we have a better understanding of what uh, the projects and programs will be. Uh, at the regional level, or at the state level, um, we had somewhat good news at the projected failure of Prop 53, which would have required state approval of uh, infrastructure projects over $2 billion, essentially um, letting LA vote on a project moving forward in San Francisco. Uh, and then at the regional level, we had more good news. As you know, the BART, uh, BART measure passed, as did a sales tax increase in Santa Clara County. Um, unfortunately, our uh, revenue measure and uh, the one in Contra Costa did not move forward. Um, but there are a few bright spots. Um, other measures that were similar to ours, but on a city level, not a county level, uh, the general tax plus policy statement for local streets and roads and affordable housing did pass. Uh, and also uh, passage of measures that instituted policies related to housing affordability, so things like rent control. So. Um, that, that at least was a positive uh, aspect. Uh, as also at the regional level, this does impact the uh, information we provided to the Metropolitan Transportation Commission regarding their adoption of Plan Bay Area. Uh, I think it's this Thursday. Uh, so it was a last minute, um, the measure didn't pass, so what do we do and take the revenues out of the, the plan? And luckily, uh, we had thought ahead uh, 
to this unfortunate day and uh, we're able to remove the, pro the funding from Plan B area um, by reducing pro programs um, but not having to strike any projects from, the, from Plan B area. So we're gonna be fine moving forward. Um, with respect to J and K, I think we're all um, thinking forward as far as learning lessons and what can happen. I just wanted to give you a quick uh, few thoughts on uh, its impact to the Transportation Authority and to transportation in the city in general. Uh, basically, it means that uh, there's specific projects that we're gonna need to find new funds from for, and then specific uh, program priorities like state of good repair, uh, for roads and transit, um, Muni Forward and Walk First. Uh, the specific projects we know off the top of our head will be impacted um, are Caltrain electrification, uh, the BART car expansion project, uh, managed lanes, so these are key components of the core capacity transit study, uh, and then uh, uh, cut to the funding we needed for preliminary engineering and planning for the next phase of the major rail capacity investments in the Bay Area. So uh, I, I think all of these deficits, and especially the planning deficits, really puts us at a disadvantage of attracting uh, regional, state, and federal dollars. So places like LA and Contra, Contra Costa, or I'm sorry, VTA in the South Bay are in a better position because they have the money to get projects in the pipeline and line them up um, to be more competitive. So we're gonna have to figure out a different way to do that. Um, looking forward, uh, we, um, the mayor has triggered the policy option to, uh, uh, to uh, cancel, basically cancel uh, Prop J, uh, which did show a significant interest in transportation across the city. Uh, I think we are all looking forward, uh, given that interest, to 2018 and beyond. Uh, we are also looking forward to uh, MTC uh, putting Regional Measure 3 potentially on the ballot in 2018, which would increase, uh, I believe they're talking about a $2 increase on the bridge tolls over several years. Uh, so with that, I am happy to answer any questions you have. Or we start the matrixes again next month. Thank you for addressing the positives in the beginning and the challenges in the end, but thank you. Let's open this up for public comment. Is there anyone that would like to speak from the public? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Thank you so much, Mr. Crabb. Um, so colleagues, that was an informational item. Thank you. Um, Mr. Stamos, please call item seven. Item seven, introduction of new items. I see no colleagues jumping to the mic. Let's open this up for public comment. Anyone from the public that would like to speak? Um, public comment is closed on item seven. Thank you. Um, Mr. Samos, next item. Item eight, general public comment. Mr. Yip. Um, Thank you. Good morning, Andrew Yip. For the progressive development of human civilization, we are having of a new chapter of magnificent writing in recording of a new stage in history. We must therefore continue to take on mighty holiness and heavenly virtues for the advancement and expansion of all realistic aspects of worldly trends toward a true great success for our worldly people. One is having true sincerity to practice of one's bodily cultivation and make extension to external works of missionary pathways for worldly protection with love and worldly rescue with mercy. Such career in culture 
will make great benefits for an individual's personal, family, and social values with exceptional capacity of courage, wisdom, kindness, and upright justice. We can apply of the way of personal self-nature with actualization of wisdom and principles to resolve any problem facing us. We are safe only if we can protect our traditional values from being destroyed. Those are the traditional values of holiness and good virtues. We must protect of all these good traditional values of loyalty, parental love, integrity, justice, kindness, love, and really peace alongside with our missionary pathway to bring to a true great success, having true benefits for oneself and others. Thank you. Thank you. Seeing no other comments, let's close public comment. Thank you. Um, Mr. Samos, is there any other business before us? Uh, item 9, adjournment. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Meeting adjourned.